What do you love to do? Can you remember the last time you had a hobby that didn't involve an ulterior motive? That didn't involve money or hustle culture and that made you feel maybe a little bit vulnerable and afraid to be judged? I want to hear about that story. We all have something that gives us passion and it's my goal to re-inspire you to find the joy in your life by talking with other people about the things that make them happiest. I'm Megan Bream. This is Anything But Beige. Let's go. Hi, my name is Carol, and I am all about following your intuition and manifesting your dreams. Oh, that was so good. Well, (laughs) thank you. Hey, guys, Megan here. Thank you so much for joining me. I am incredibly excited about today's interview. It's with Carol Hurd, who I... I have a deep, deep love with, even though I only met once. (laughs) It was that strong. Right? It was was that strong, just waiting for this opportunity that created our opportunity. Exactly. If you've never heard of her, um, Carol Hurt is a graphic and web designer who left her career path of being a creative director to become a freelancer and part-time tarot reader. So, uh this is part like, you know, this month is all about having a better life and doing the things we can to create a better life. And this is going to be a fantastic talk. I'm so happy about it. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, totally. So let's start at the beginning. Um, You know, very good place to start. How did you first get into tarot reading and figuring out that um, you wanted to do a path of law of attraction and manifestation? So um, my love for all things metaphysical probably started when I was about 15. Um, I was going through like a bad relationship. And at the time, there wasn't really cell phones. So I was being flaked on for a date. And I found myself shopping in the mall. And you know, you could only shop for so long. So I was there for about maybe three, four hours. And so I found myself in Barnes and Nobles, and I was just really attracted to the astrology section. So um, I started digging into that. And, you know, throughout the years, every time I felt like I was going through something, um, that was just kind of like my safe space. And so um, throughout the years, when I was going through things with um, college, my career, you'd always find me in the metaphysical section of the bookstore. Um, Beyond that, when I got into tarot reading, I was um, I was actually struggling um, being at my position of creative manager. It was like, you know, the job that I worked for um, to finish school. Like, you know, that's the purpose of, you know, graduating college. That was like my life plan. That's, you know, what I thought I wanted. And, you know, I found myself unhappy. And one of my coworkers, Sam, she actually was telling me um, I should try, you know, tarot reading. And, um Eventually, I ended up going to a tarot reader, and she was telling me that my third eye was opening up and um, to channel my divine feminine, and I was having, like, this kundalini awakening because, you know, I've always been kind of into, you know, astrology. I visited mediums before, and um, I just never thought that, you know, I could read for myself or anything like that. And so, you know, I had this amazing um, tarot reading by this... um, woman, I forget her name. And then um, through that, you know, my coworker was telling me, you know, I pull pull cards for myself. And I was like, you know what, let me give it a shot. Because um, it's like a long story, but I ended up um, going to this talk by Creative Mornings. 
And it was by a psychic who was saying that we're all intuitive. We just have to practice it. And then hearing that, going to my tarot reading, um, talking to Sam, I started, I bought my first tarot deck and I just started reading for myself. And, you know, I would test it out a little bit and um, it was like pretty accurate. And so um, that's kind of how like I got into reading. I just, I just would read for myself. And then um, a lot of my friends would ask me to read for them. And then um, friends of their friends was asked me to read for them. And that's kind of how I got into it. I love that. I love that it's always been with you. And now it's just amplified. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you kind of dabbled, which I was like, I had that story. I was in borders at the mall and I always went in like the, um, not the self-help, but they didn't call it astrology. They called it something else, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's always where I was like the Llewellyn books and things. Mm -hmm. It was like the new age section. I think that's what they called it. Yes. Yes. That was it. <laughs> it's totally different now, but it was new age. <laughs> no, back then it was like the shame section. It was like in the corner where, you know, they never put it up front. Yeah, no one would go there and they'd stare at you if you were like sitting there. I'd always get yeah. stares. <laughs> it's totally different now. I went there like uh, four weeks ago to get some books and it's like, it's not hidden. It's all out in the open and you know, no one judges you no more. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm so yeah. glad it's finally becoming mainstream. So yeah. you're talking about intuition and how it's always with us, but it needs mm -hmm. to be, it needs to be practiced, right? Or it needs to mm -hmm. be like a muscle, I guess. So yes. can you talk more about that? Just how, like, this is such a fucked up world right now. And we're all getting so many crazy mixed messages and signals and things. So how do you recommend people start finding their intuition and channeling every, like shutting everything else out? So what, there was this talk, um, maybe I can give you the link to it and um, you can share it with people um, that are listening. But there was this talk by this medium and like she did this exercise where you did a couple deep breaths and you closed your eyes and she told us to say the word yes. And like, see how you felt, like how your body felt when you said that. And then she said, say the word no. And then she said to see how your body reacts. And like, I felt like this tingle um, in my ear when I heard either yes or no, I can't, quite remember and she said the no was a lie so when you, you remember that feeling of when you hear the yes and how your body feels and that's how you know that it's right it was it was this whole exercise and since then I've been able to you know trust my intuition more because you know I've always second guessed my intuition I think especially as women we kind of tend to do that um we don't truly you know trust ourselves and what we're feeling and um you kind of always end up being right in the end. And so it's like, how do you know? Because there's been instances where I thought my intuition was telling me this, I went with it, and then it was completely wrong. So um, that exercise really helped me um, trust my intuition more and um, trust myself. So let's talk more about when your intuition, you felt like your intuition was leading you wrong. Like, what do you think the, the signals were there that were getting crossed? That exercise that I was talking about, um, just doing that kind of tested like you know doing the yes the yes was the truth and the no was a lie so doing that exercise kind of helped me understand 
what does it feel like to know the truth or what does it feel like to for it to be your intuition versus a lie and um doing that exercise really helped me um and i'll send over the link to that because um it was a really good talk i don't know if you have um creative mornings near you or i've had it but um they're really good um free talks that they were doing. I know COVID is um, around, so you're not able to do it, but there were um, free morning talks every Friday. They give you breakfast and you hear um, uh, about a, I think a 30 or 45 minute talk from not necessarily a creative, but um, someone, well, we're all creative. So you hear it from a creative and, you know, they share their experience. There's usually a theme. And um, I always used to do it every Friday and it was really, always really good for me. That's the uh, woman who started Tatley, right? The temporary tattoos. I think that's what she, she does creative mornings. I think so. I'm not I for sure. Uh, I know you're talking, and I know her name, just not right now. <laughs> um, that's cool. That's really cool that that connection kind of happened for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, look at what it's spread and look at what it's become. That's so cool. Just like, you know, like these little pieces that just, I don't know, become a landslide. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, before, you know, discovering my intuition and all that, um, what really touched me was um, Steve Jobs, Stanford commencement speech, mm-hmm. uh, where he talks about connecting the dots, looking backwards and not forward. And you know how he kind of just followed his intuition of um, taking that typography class, which led him to create Apple. You know, ever since I've heard that, I kind of just has always followed like whatever my heart was drawn to and it's kind of led me to probably the most amazing places like I had no idea where certain things were going to lead me like when I was you know doing graphic design at a time when I was doing it probably back in the late 90s early 2000s you know a lot of people didn't see it as a career um I was just you know blogging or making websites that wasn't a career back then and you know look at, at where it's led some people it's fantastic and it's you're right like it's so it's all fluid right Mm -hmm. that's what i love and so you and i are both huge super fans of law of attraction and manifestation so Mm -hmm. i want to talk about how you got into that and how it how this became your career like how you manifested your career with this so um crazy story um trying to think about how I should start it off because it has a lot of like connecting dots. Um, So when I was going through this whole phase in college, uh, you know, not knowing what I wanted to do, I would hit up the new age section of Barnes and Nobles. Um, And then, you know, I'd hit up like the college section. I really wasn't sure um, what my major was going to be, even though I had all these talents, you know, um, I went to a school that really didn't cult like, really care if I wasn't an athlete. If I was an athlete, they didn't really care if I was going to college. They just, you know, just trying to get me through high school. So um, I ended up going through this real um, phase of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I'd find myself in the, um, what the horoscope daily for uh, your sign section. And, you know, one day I was just really going through it and um, a psychic card was in there. And prior to that, a psychic approached me she said, um, you know, you're a real positive person, but you have this negative energy around you. And, you know, I, I was really going through a hard breakup at the time and, you know, going through a, a lot with trying to figure out my career path. And um, she gave me her number. And, you know, I never called her because I was always kind of suspect about mediums a little bit. So um, 
eventually the next few days I, um, I was reading that Sagittarius daily book, seeing a, um, another psychic card. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go. Cause I kept driving past one and I'm like, I'm gonna go. Ended up going to one. Um, she was really great, but then she tried to con me, try to get money out of me, just try to tell me I was cursed, all types of things. And so I was like, Oh, it was a really good reading, but you're telling me I'm cursed and trying to tell me to give you $500. And I'm like, eh. So, um, I ended up, I stopped dealing with mediums at all. I was like, ah, no. Right. So uh, a few weeks later, my, an old friend of mine from kindergarten, she was my first friend in kindergarten. She tells me she has a dream about me. I haven't talked to her in years. She tells me, yeah, she tells me she has a dream about me. She told me the dream told her to go to her psychic and it's like an old Folsom in Sacramento. And I'm like, well, I mean, you're reaching out to me. I haven't talked to you in years. You're telling me to go to a psychic in Folsom. I mean, like, why not? Even though like, you know, I'm like totally against it. I'm like, dude, I can't deny it. I go to her psychic, amazing reading. Um, the girl I'm, uh, Tasha, I ended up going to, she's a life coach and she's a medium. So, um, me and her develop a relationship and I, you know, go to her, um, about my career, about everything, you know, for a few years. Um, so eventually I end up, um, you know, going through my career, having my issues with my career and, you know, I start doing tarot readings for fun. And so, um, and then I start launching my tarot business and my friend from kindergarten reaches out to me again. And now she's a medium. And so uh, she does a reading for me, um, which I really needed because, you know, Tasha ended up, you know, getting out of the business. I have, you know, I wasn't able to contact her and I was like, I really need a medium, you know, to talk to because uh, my dad passed away years ago and, you know, he's always been um, that person of advice for me. So Monica's specialty is she's able to contact those who, who are um, passed away. So um, she's like, you know, I really want to do reading for you because I know you and I know your dad. And um, she does this amazing for me, um, talks to me about, you know, my son that I just had, my dad. And she tells me, I really want you to read this book on the law of attraction. You need to read it for your business. And so um, I end up reading the book on um a law of attraction. And, you know, I'm always like, you know, I've always been this person that um, tends to attract the things that I say I want, even the things I don't want. And that has always been my problem. Like I tend to attract the negative things too. So it's like, it's always been like, how do I just attract the things that I want instead of like, you know, the things that I don't want. Um, and reading that book really changed my business, my mindset. Uh, instead of um, saying, I don't want this, or I don't want, you know, no to this, I'm saying, for example, saying, um, I don't want my business to fail. And it's like, your business is going to fail because you're putting that out there. You're saying business fail. Like the universe isn't like, you know, listening to your, I don't or no. Instead, I'm like, I want my business to succeed. And it's like, I'm starting to put that out there. And I swear to you, like, since I started this like maybe two months ago, I'm like booked this month, next month. Um, the candles that I have, I can't even put them online yet or announce them because they keep selling out. That's so and fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's just, and you know, I've always had this issue to where I have all these great business ideas. I have this great branding. I have this great product, but it's like, it's not being successful. And it's like, why? And it's like, because I'm not attracting the success, you know? And 
I remember having this reading, I mean, this astrology reading by someone um, who was super talented and he gave me a video reading and he said that my manifestation skill, like talent is so strong that I tend to attract the negative too. And I need to work on that. <laughs> like, oh, so, how lucky you are. <laughs> right. And it's just like, and you know, it's so funny because I think about the times where, you know, I'd act like I have something and I don't have it. Like I remember one time I was like, when I was like 18, I was like, yeah, I got this. I got this. Um, it was like 2006. I was like, I have this Dodge Charger and it was a brand new car. And it was like, wow. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a Dodge Charger. And I just kept saying it and bragging about it. And then when I turned 19, I, I got it. I was able to afford it and get it. So it's like my like, it's just crazy how the law of attraction works without you really knowing it. But really understanding how to use it to your advantage is a whole nother level. And it's honestly completely changed my life. I completely agree. Um, was your book uh, Abraham Hicks or was it Louise Hay? Do you remember who was the author? It's Abraham Hicks sounds so familiar. Let me see. Because I've been recommending it to um, a lot of my clients. And I'm like, you need to read this book it's amazing yeah if it's um esther esther and jerry hicks with abraham um that's M michael j loser loser oh i don't know him i'll check yeah. that out yeah that one it was it was really straight to the point um i just wanted something that was super straight to the point and um plain english and it, it was a really good one it was like short book straight to the point and i'm like okay that's fantastic because here I'll show you um, the law of attraction. That's the law of attraction collection from Abraham Hicks. And obviously people cannot see this, but it is, I would say, what, two and a half inches, maybe three inches thick. So it's, yeah. it is a not a short read. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm excited to hear that there is a short read. <laughs> yeah. This is like... This is like a weapon Huge. more than yeah. a gun. <laughs> what I love you talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh. You're the guest. You go. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is um, I love law of attraction, not for any like spirituality or anything like that, but I love it because it is about energy. And I feel like when I come into contact with people who are skeptical about law of attraction or manifestation, they're very, they don't trust it because it, it sounds, I hate this phrase. I don't even know how this phrase started, but it sounds woo woo or it sounds mm -hmm. um, flaky. Like we're all just in Ojai with our baggy linen pants, just walking around and manifesting and talking about organic or you know like i just i feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people are just like that's for weird people that's not for me and what i love to explain about law of attraction and manifestation is that it's it's about energy it's about like why would what you want come to you if you hate it so much like if you um if you want more money then you can't be like Oh, all this debt or like, I can't look at my bills. I can't look at my credit cards. Like it, why would money come to you if you hate it? If you're, if you're afraid of it, if you're afraid to look at it, like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I try and explain, like, it's like dating, you know, like 
if someone was a dick to you the whole time, why would you be like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay around here. I'm not going to hang out. Like you say you're, you don't, you're afraid of me or that you don't want me or you want more of me, but I need to be different. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I just like, that gets my little rant going. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I have a lot of, um, it's funny because, um, my friends will, you know, they'll follow along with what I do. But um, I recently um, was telling, I did a reading for one of my friends. And, you know, she's not really into all of this, too, as well. And she's, you know, kind of a skeptic, too. But um, I ended up doing a reading for her and telling her, you know, you need to manifest and ask for, you know, practice the law of attraction, practice manifestation. Like her, I literally pulled, um, I forget what I pulled for her, but it told her she needs to trust her intuition. She needs to um, manifest the things she wants. And she was going through the process of buying a house. And um, I kept, you know, pulling for her. And I told her, you know, this is going to be the realtor you're going to work with. You're going to get the house that you want. You just need to be patient. She ended up about two weeks ago getting the house that she wanted at the price that she wanted. And ever since then, she has been my, she's like, she calls herself my affiliate um, person because like she always, you know, tells anyone she could tell to get a reading by me or just to get advice from me in regards to manifesting or the law of attraction, because, you know, she, she was skeptical. She ended up doing it and she ended up getting what she wanted. And, um, it's kind of funny how you, um, come across those people that are a little skeptic about it, but then they end up practicing it and it kind of changes them. Especially because it's like, what have you got to lose? What you've been doing now clearly hasn't been working so why not give manifestation a try what's the harm in trying that you know like it's not about you don't have to pay five hundred dollars or you don't have to like become part of a cult like just try this see if this works for you i bet it's going to work because nothing you've been doing before has been at the end of every month i'm planning to do a q a special answering all of your questions, either about what we just talked about or anything in between. I'm happy to hear back from you and help you out if I can. If you could do me a favor and go to thebeigehouse.com slash askmegan, you can leave your comment or your question. I'll be able to answer it on the next Q&A episode. Again, the address is thebeigehouse.com slash askmegan. Askmegan is all one word. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you. What are some, what are, how do you recommend people start using law of attraction or manifestation just for small things in their life, just to get started? Um, I would just try taking away um, negative um, words such as I don't want um, or no, and kind of just see how that changes things in your daily life. Like just saying, um, instead of saying, I don't want um, to be in debt, just saying, I'm going to get out of debt and seeing how, you know, how that changes you. And it's, and it's not just saying that you have to, you know, take the action. You can't just say you're going to get out of debt and not, you know, actually take the steps of, you know, changing the things you need to do, but um, just try doing those little small things and see how it changes your life. Well, let's talk about the debt one. So you said you have to start doing the steps to get out of debt. Can you clarify on that? Um, like such as, you know, building a little plan of, uh, a plan to get out of debt or, you know, taking maybe a course to see how you can get out of debt. Like, um, you can't just say, 
I'm going to manifest myself out of debt, but then you're still going to, you know, um, put yourself in debt, um, actually taking the steps and, um, building your budget and, you know, finding a, you know, finding a way out and making a plan to actually get out of it. That makes sense. And it's like you said, it's like, it's simple steps. It's not like crazy things that only certain people can do, but speaking about things that certain people should be doing, let's talk about tarot. I want to talk about how you recommend, what, what are the expectations people should have for a tarot reading? Let's start there. Um, expectations. I think you shouldn't look at tarot readings to tell you the future. I think you should look at it for um, helping you find some answers and um, learn a little bit more about yourself. I think a lot of people look at it as um, kind of predicting the future in a way or like, um, things of that sort. But for me, it's more of a guide and, you know, helping me make the best decisions. Um, yeah, probably make the best decisions. <laughs> so when I go to my first terror reading, how should I prepare for that? Um, you know, I, I think just being open-minded um, to what you're hearing. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid of what um, they might get. I notice that with a lot of clients. Um, a lot of people tell me, they're like, oh, you know, I'm a little afraid of, you know, what I'm going to hear when I do a tarot reading. But people need to, you know, kind of remember that um, nothing's set in stone. And, um, you know, you still are able, you know, you control your life and you make the life decisions. And I think just being open-minded and not being afraid of, you know, getting certain cards. I know it could be, you know, really scary when people get the tower card or um, the double card, but, you know, I tell a lot of my clients that maybe pull cards like that, that, um, you know, even though you may go through storms or it may, you know, something is approaching that may be scary, it's always good to um, be prepared for them and um, to know that, like, when you, I mean, it's corny and cliche, but it's like, whenever there's a storm, there's always, you know, sunshine right after. And it's like, you're going to go through this massive um, change, but in the end, it's going to be better. But, you know, you can't, you can't tell anybody going through that. Like, I think I went through, you know, my, my tower experience, um, probably like in 2009 for me, where I felt my world was falling apart. And, you know, just looking back, you know, it was the best move for me. And it's, completely changed my life so I think um you have to be open-minded and you have to um just be willing to um not be afraid and know that like even if you get like a scary card or something like that um that you can you can change the outcome can you talk about what the tower card means oh the tower so the um the tower kind of means that um destruction is going to be Sorry, I didn't mean, but yeah, your world is, things are going to break and um, your life is going to kind of fall apart. Um, I went through the tower myself, a prime example of going through the tower was um, years ago, I was in a dead end relationship where we were both kind of hurting each other. Um, I lost my job. I lost uh, my apartment. I was caught cheating. Um and it was just like everything was, I lost my friends that were around me. And so everything was kind of crashing around me. 
So that's kind of what the tower represents. Like in the card, you can see like everything's on fire and like some of um, certain cards, everything's on fire, everything's falling. And, you know, everything was crashing at that time for me, but um, it was a job I hated. I didn't want to be entry operator, you know, um, the friends I had probably weren't the best friends for me at the time. Um, my relationship, it was both toxic. We were both cheating on each other. So it was just like, it had to end. Um, and then um, the lifestyle I was living as far as my apartment and my expensive car that I couldn't afford. It was just like, you need to move back. I needed to move back with my mom. So at the time it was like, my world was falling apart, but it led me to um, my husband who I have now. Um, it led me to my career in um, graphic design that helped me, you know, launch this business that I do have now. Um, it actually led me going back to school, um, going to college, because at, at the time I wasn't going to go to college. So, you know, with the tower card, your world will crash and, you know, things will break. And sometimes it's not as dramatic as that. Sometimes it's something, it can be something minor, but it could be, you know, jarring a little bit. And, um, but after all that, you know, I made it. And, you know, when I was, when I was telling you about my book, a lot of my book that I was um, writing discusses that. And that's why I kind of want to base um, some of the things that um, happened to me off of um, the major cards. Do you think that people should come to a reading with a specific question in mind, or do you think that they should just come for um, uh, just an open-ended reading? It, it, I, for my clients, I tell them it's up to them. I can do general readings. I can do um, a specific subject, or you can just come to me and ask, you know, what do the cards want to tell you? Or some people actually have specific questions. I think it's whatever you feel in your heart or whatever you want to know. Um, I've gone to a terror, uh, my first time going to a reader, I had no idea what I was going for, but I just, I was feeling, um, I was feeling lost and, you know, I was really depressed. And, um, for me, whenever I've gone to a reader or a medium, it was because I felt lost. And I think a lot of people do feel that way in a way. So, um, I think it's really up to you, but if you feel that you have that strong feeling, uh, that strong push to go. I think you should. How do you think, how do you recommend people use the answers that they're given once they leave the reading? I think they should use them as a guide, as advice. Um, I, whenever I, I do readings for myself a lot, uh, and, you know, I just did a reading this morning and, um, you know, I was kind of asking about, my friendly brown hottie and you know seeing like what I should do for that what are the next steps and it was kind of telling me that you know I pulled the um the hangman and so with that card it's kind of telling you to just kind of like stay still and um not really make any moves which makes sense because I was digging into um the transits and astrology and it was saying that you know Mars was about what Mars was doing but it was basically telling me no new products don't do anything stand still so you know, at the moment, right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stand still and I'm going to take that advice, but I'm taking it because I'm exhausted from making so many candles. So, you know, it's like you take the advice, it, it helps to take the advice, but it's, it's like, you know, you think about how you feel. And um, with me, I, I look at all things. I look at my cards. I look at what my astrology is saying. I look at how I feel. So if you look at for me, I would suggest looking at that from like all aspects and 
seeing how you want to proceed. I think that's the perfect answer for that. When you are pulling cards for yourself, do you do a full spread or do you just, just like pick a couple of three or how do you usually do that? Um, sometimes I pick, um, this morning, what I did was I picked three and then, um, I did a, just a, a three card spread. And then I just had this strong feeling like that I was unfinished. So I did a Celtic reading on my business and then, um, it's weird because I've been having these uh, reoccurring dreams and I was looking it up and it was talking about uh, feeling restricted and the cards was talking about uh, that I'm feeling restricted. And so I was just like, I need to, you know, I so I've been trying to like figure it out, like what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So I kind of just, whatever feels right. I usually try to do a three card spread because um, I try to keep Celtic readings maybe by like a month or like, I try, I try not to do them too often. Um, cause it's a, it, it's just a lot of information right. you're getting. And, um, but for the most part, I try to do three cards and every now and then I'll do a Celtic. I, I do a full Celtic spread every month for just to kind of give me some ideas of what I can expect. And then it's funny because I'll do that and then I'll go back at the end of the month and whatever my interpretation was, it's completely wrong. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, that's what that meant. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, all right. Now I know. And so, but that's, that's how I, I agree with you. Like, I think that like law of attraction, like manifestation, people just feel like there's this almost like gravitas to tarot reading and to, and it's not, it, it's not about that. It's just about like, See, finding a path and seeking answers that, like you said, like you can take or you cannot take. You know, you can do with it what you will. Yeah, it's always up to you. And um, tarot reading has kind of been a substitute for me saving money on medium. <laughs> to be quite honest, it was always pretty pricey for me to go. And um, after I learned that, like, we're all intuitive and um, we all have like the power of intuition. You know, I for myself but um yeah like exactly what you said well i have more questions but we're running out of time so people are going to have more questions how can people get a hold of you like what's the best way to come find out about you so you can um visit my website uh friendlybrownhottie.com or you can reach out to me on instagram at um friendlybrownhottie or feel free to email me um, you can check out my contact um, form on my website, but I'm happy to answer questions um, or be a guide to anyone. So feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. And is there anything that you want us to cover that we haven't covered before we go? Um, no, I think we've, I had fun and I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> I had fun. Agreed. Well, thank you so much, Carol. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. And hopefully I'll see you again soon. Yeah, I know. Hopefully we'll connect again soon. Hey guys, Megan here. Before you go, I would love to ask a favor of you. It is so helpful to have reviews on new podcasts as it really helps iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those guys find out that you're really enjoying it and that they should show it to new people. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a quick review about what you think about the podcast, I would really appreciate it. 
Thank you so much again. I'll talk to you next week. On the next episode. As a little baby. And I can see that now. And I can see how that is. But we carry so much emotional baggage because of those things. Like I cried and cried and cried through that session. Well, I talked about it because there's so many emotions. And that's the thing. It's not always the thoughts it's the emotions that we carry with those beliefs so if you felt worthless and useless and unloved there's so much sadness and anger there that are built up inside of you that you need to let go of until you release those emotions you can't process that feeling and move past it so it's looking at it from the adult eyes it's processing through the emotions it's crying it's getting angry 